Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. It's a special one. I'm Ollie Davis. And I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. Yes, this is a special uh, bonus edition of the Wrestle Ramble. It's Fantasy Booking Warfare. Now, if you're a YouTube viewer, you will have seen that these have already gone up. Mm. These went up on Saturday, but very busy week last week. We did not get a chance to record the intro and outro for the podcast version, so we thought we would wait until Monday. We were busy making Ramble Club yes. for you wonderful Patreon people. Yes. And yeah, give, 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 give us some money on Patreon. And getting ready to go out to the Rev Pro Show. Yes. Which there are stories to tell. Are there? The, well, I mean, I hate to be that guy that name drops, but we did go to a Will Ospreay after party. Yeah. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> I I avoided it all night, but I was I was a little bit I was very merry, and I went up to him at the end and I said, "Mate, just before I go, you you're you're you know what oh, I can't do it like that." I just <laughs> and he he looked at me and went, "I know, mate, I'm incredible." <laughs> he walked up because <laughs> I wanted to talk to him about Will Osprey Walter. Yeah, ah, yeah, he yeah. was he was very excitable. Wasn't he just? <laughs> I was. I had to spend. Well, we'll save this for the podcast tomorrow. But uh, I had to spend some of my Saturday morning combing apple sours out of my beard. Yes. Um, yeah, so he was feeding us the apple sours. So anyway, let's dive into fantasy booking warfare because that's really what you're here for. We're going to start with mine because it's the shorter one. Sorry, everybody. And then there'll be uh, the ad break, and then there'll be Oliver Davis's. Uh, fantasy booking warfare and then after all that's done we will have a post-show review where we'll discuss our thoughts on each other's bookings here is my fantasy booking warfare of the undisputed era's main roster call up now my fantasy booking warfare takes place around the same sort of time we're currently in so crown jewel has just happened dx and the brothers of destruction had their match or whatever you want to call it only in my scenario triple h did not get Injured. The match went down but exactly the same way. DX did win, but Triple H did not get hurt and his breast didn't look so gross. 
So the following night on Raw, DX came out to cut a promo, you know, talking about respect or legacies or whatever it is they like to cut promos about these days. And they call out the Brothers of Destruction so they can show their signs of respect. Instead, Undisputed Era's music hits and Adam Cole walks down to the ring. Now this would have been the show that was taped in England, so Adam Cole's appearance in front of the smarkier crowd here in the UK would have got a big reaction. Triple H turns to the crowd and he says, you know, some of you will know who this man is, but if you don't, he's one of the top pro prospects in NXT, a man who's going to be a future WWE champion. Triple H offers up a microphone to Adam Cole, who just kind of looks at it perplexed, and instead he snatches Shawn Michaels' microphone out of his hand. Triple H and HBK sell this, you know, this guy's got a lot of balls. Adam Cole says to Triple H, you're right, I am the future of this company and I will be a future WWE champion. I should be on the posters of all the events around the world. I should be in the main event of shows like Super Showdown and Crown Jewel. But the truth is I'll never be in that position. Not because I'm not talented enough, not because I'm small, not because I'm an indie guy who wrestled in bingo halls. No, I'll never be allowed to be a true top star in this company. Not while people like DX and the Brothers of Destruction are around, hogging a spot like they should have let go 20 years ago. I mean, for crying out loud, Kurt Angle is in the main event of tonight's show. Hunter, of course, tries to laugh this off because, you know, let's be honest, that's what Triple H does. And with a smile on his face, he says, Now, Adam, you know this isn't true. You know full well that when I'm not in this awesome new DX t-shirt, I'm wearing a suit running NXT. You know that I've spent the last few years creating a platform that is loved by wrestling fans around the world, so people like you could shine. I took you out of those bingo halls in front of your family and friends and put you in front of thousands in attendance and millions around the world. More people know the name Adam Cole because I just said it live on Raw, than decades of work you did on the independent. Adam Cole stares back at him and just retorts. A platform, yeah? Well, what about Bobby Roode? What about Tyler Breeze? What about Apollo Crews? What about Hideo Itami? What about Finn Balor, Revival, Bailey, Sami Zayn, Sasha Banks, Dana Brooke, Sanity, Ty Dillinger, Iconics? What did that platform do for them? At this point, Triple H and Shawn Michaels try to step in and stop Cole from talking. Triple H even motions to the camera to, you know, cut his microphone off, but Adam Cole doesn't stop. What about AJ Styles, he continues. AJ Styles is the WWE Champion, but when was the last time he main-evented a pay-per-view? Oh, that's right, despite having the most prestigious championship in all of wrestling. Yeah, that's right, wrestling. He has a glass ceiling above him, and he has to play second fiddle to Triple H and The Undertaker, trying to relive their past glories. He has to slip down the importance card, because Shawn Michaels wants it a paycheck. He has to sit and settle for second best, because the mayor of Knox County needed a big donation. At this point, his microphone is cut off and Triple H and HBK start to talk into his ear. And you can hear off microphone Adam Cole shouting, screw your platform, I make my own platform. He stares into their eyes and he says, it's time for a new era. From the crowd, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong are coming out and surrounding the ring. Adam Cole shouts to DX, you did this, you made us do this. 
Undisputed Era jump up onto the apron with Michael Cole, not Adam Cole, running through who all these men are so the non-NXT watchers will understand. But before Undisputed Era can get in, Triple H and HBK see the attack coming and try to get the jump on them. A brawl breaks out with Undisputed Era getting the numbers advantage. Suddenly, the lights go out. When they come back up, the Brothers of Destruction are in the ring to even the score. Undisputed Era bail and walk back up the ramp. They don't look scared, they, you know, they made their point and they pose on the ramp. Later in the night, Charlie tries to get an interview with the Undisputed Era, and Cole just looks at her perplexed, and he says, do I look like the kind of guy who wants to be interviewed right now? And instead, he takes the microphone off of her and addresses the camera directly with the other three surrounding him. DX, Brothers of Destruction, your decades-long hold on this company is over. You want to get the jump on us? Not on our watch. If you want to see if you can take us to school, We'll see you at Survivor Series. As the semi-main event of the show ends, which, you know, would likely be Finn Balor versus someone, DX and the Brothers of Destruction walk out through the crowd and hop over the barricade. Triple H grabs a microphone from JoJo and he simply says, You wanna fight? You wanna challenge the game? The showstopper? The phenom? The devil's favorite demon? Survivor Series, we're gonna send you back to the goddamn bingo halls. He throws the microphone down on the floor as the four of them stand there looking imposing. So now we're on the go-home show for Survivor Series. Stephanie McMahon opens up the show and she says the Undisputed Era do not have main roster contracts and are still NXT talent. But at the request of her husband Triple H, he wants to give Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong a showcase match. Shock the system. Undisputed Era walk out onto the stage, microphone in hand, and Adam Cole wonders why the NXT Tag Team Champions and a former NXT North American Champion have to have a tryout match. Stephanie says it's Triple H's request, so Cole says that's fine and they walk to the back. Throughout the night though, there are video packages that are played with interviews from WWE stars, legends, what have you, as a way to build up the Survivor Series match. The younger guys, including some NXT talents, all talk about the impact Undisputed Era have had on WWE in such a short amount of time. For example, Ricochet says that while they have had their differences, what they did took major balls. The legends, on the other hand, talk about how these upstarts need to know the rules of the game. You don't just step up, you earn your spot. They really put over DX and the Brothers of Destruction as wrestling's architects. There's a real split in who's gonna win at Survivor Series. So then we get the Undisputed Era versus Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, Apollo Crews, and Tyler Breeze. The match really doesn't matter because it doesn't get started. Undisputed Era just dominates and they throw the baby faces around ringside. They all hit their finishes on the good guys and throw them out the ring and whatnot. Cole shouts off the microphone, is this impressive? Do I get a main roster call up now? And they all start to make fun of this silly little endeavor. You know the way that Kyle O'Reilly can be, it'll be hilarious. DX appear on the Titantron and they tell the Undisputed Era that they don't know what can of worms they've just opened. DX and the Brothers of Destruction, they've got 28 world championships between them, which is about the number of people they're used to wrestling in front of. Oh, and one other thing. Turn around. Undisputed Era don't know what they're talking about, but the crowd sure do, because Taker and Kane are standing behind them. The Brothers of Destruction start to wail on Undisputed Era, throwing punches and choke slams and the like. But the numbers game get the better of them. Break it down, DX run out from the back and a huge brawl breaks out. Security in the locker room empties and tries to restore order. Chaos ensues as Raw goes off the air. The main event of Survivor Series is the Undisputed Era 
versus the Attitude Era. Earlier in the show, Undisputed Era actually walking backstage and they walked past AJ Styles who has successfully defended his WWE Championship. Adam Cole congratulates him on that match but adds, you know, I can't help but notice that you're not in the main event. And that's not because Undisputed Era stole your spot. It's because these old guys keep you from having it. We're out there fighting for guys like you, AJ. And it's at this point Cole taps him on the shoulder, which means he actually taps him on the WWE Championship. And he repeats that they're fighting for guys like AJ Styles. So here we are, it's the Attitude Era versus the Undisputed Era. It's a four on four elimination match. O'Reilly and Strong eliminate Kane with their finish early on, and it breaks down for a moment, and in the ring, HBK super kicks Roderick Strong, who turns into a pedigree. But at the same time, Kyle O'Reilly pulls HBK out of the ring, and Cole hits the last shot on Triple H. He pulls Strong on top of Hunter, and Triple H is eliminated. It's now four on two. It's the Undisputed era versus Shawn Michaels and the man who retired him, The Undertaker. Taker and Shawn work together to eliminate Fish and Strong, leaving Cole and O'Reilly versus HBK and Taker. Undertaker gets eliminated after Strong clocks him with the NXT Tag Team Championship. Ooh, you dirty heel. And Adam Cole pins HBK with the last shot. The Undisputed Era stand tall, but the commentators put this over that Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era only really won because of their numbers advantage. So on the Raw after Survivor Series, it's announced that because of their win over the the Attitude Era, the Undisputed Era have been given their main roster contracts. It's also announced that DX and Brothers of Destruction were badly beaten up after the match and they needed to be seen by medics. And we now begin our build to WrestleMania. First up is TLC, which is built around Undisputed Era versus Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, and Finn Balor. This is all set up because Undisputed Era want to show their dominance on Raw, but there are some guys on the red brand who want to show who's really in charge around these here parts. I'll, I'll be honest with you here, this was supposed to be Undisputed Era versus Shield, but Roman's announcement have made me change my booking. It probably would have been better with the Shield. Either way, Undisputed Era win. At the Royal Rumble, Adam Cole is the only member of the group who has entered into the match. He makes it to the final four, but is distracted by entry number 30, Shawn Bloody Michaels. HBK returns and he runs down to the ring and immediately eliminates himself and Adam Cole, and they brawl around ringside. Also in that match, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn make their return to WWE. Still both as babyfaces, that'll come back later. At Elimination Chamber, there's a first for WWE. You know they love those. The Undisputed Era of Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly will defend their NXT Tag Team Championships against D-Generation X. It's not the main event of the show, mind, which Adam Cole requests goes to AJ Styles defending his WWE Championship. Undisputed Era win after Adam Cole super kicks Shawn Michaels. On the Raw after Elimination Chamber, Shawn Michaels comes out to the ring and he says that he retired back in 2010 because he lost to The Undertaker. Out of respect for that match and the man himself, he kept to his word. Since then, he thought he'd impart his vast wrestling knowledge, and it is vast, onto the new NXT talent. And in that crop of talent, one guy really stuck out to him. Adam Cole. He announces to the audience that Adam Cole is a once-in-a-lifetime wrestler, a guy that really gets what it takes to get to the top, a man who will stop at nothing. Michaels adds that he taught him a few things here and there, but he clearly missed the class about respect. Adam Cole comes out onto the ramp. Respect? You want to talk about respect? You sit there and you say you stayed retired out of respect for The Undertaker, but what about Crown Jewel? What kind of respect was that? What kind of respect was that to the fans? What about Survivor Series? What about Elimination Chamber? You don't seem to be too upset about going back on that respect. HBK lowers his head. You're right, kid, I, I did lose sight. 
I came out of my retirement for my match at Crown Jewel because I was given a nice shiny paycheck. And I enjoyed getting that paycheck. And after I got that paycheck, I was ready to hang up my boots once again. But something happened after that match. You happened. You punks came into a house that I've spent my whole life building. I came into Vince McMahon's world in 1988, which was before you were even born. That's true, by the way. Adam Cole was born in 1989. HBK continues, I've spent the last 30 years building a legacy in this company. I've had offers to go elsewhere. You, you should have seen the money offered to me to go to WCW. But I stayed here and I built something special. And you, you little punk, you don't just get to come in here and take that away because you feel like you've been left out of the spotlight. At WrestleMania, I, Shawn Michaels, I'm gonna have my final match. Come victory or defeat, I am going to retire from professional wrestling. But I'm gonna prove to you, Adam Cole, that I am Mr. WrestleMania, I am the showstopper, and I am that damn good. At WrestleMania, I am gonna teach you a lesson in respect. Cole just golf claps. Teach me a lesson? What on earth could Shawn Michaels teach me? Adam Cole, baby. I'll see you at WrestleMania. And he turns around and he starts to walk away. You're gonna learn, kid, HBK says, that a man with nothing to lose is the most dangerous man on earth. Also on the Mania card, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish become the first ever NXT and Raw Tag Team Champions, but that's by the by. Really, WrestleMania is built around Adam Cole versus Shawn Michaels. Adam Cole comes out with the Undisputed Era in his corner, and Shawn Michaels comes out, and he's also joined by Triple H, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Shawn Waltman. The click. It's not promoted that way. They're just there in their respective corners, like a boxing or MMA fight. There's a real big fight feel to this. And none of the guys on the outside get involved at all during the match. No one clashes. It's all about the guys in the ring. Adam Cole wins in an instant classic and Shawn Michaels retires forever. The night after WrestleMania, we get the superstar shakeup with AJ Styles coming across to Raw and Universal Champion Braun Strowman going over to SmackDown. And that's what Raw's being built around now. The Undisputed Era trying to recruit their old ROH buddies, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, AJ and Seth Rollins to join their group. But obviously them being babyfaces, they don't. And you get a lot of fun eight-man tags and singles matches on pay-per-views here and there. And this is now your main event scene on Raw leading into SummerSlam. Adam Cole versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship in the main event. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Roderick Strong versus Seth Rollins. A new golden era for Raw, an undisputed era for Raw. Russell Ramble is taking over the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th, 2018 for a live podcast recording along with a special screening of one of the greatest wrestling documentaries of all time, Beyond the Mat. Since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, <laughs> it, it just seems to me that, that, that it's pretty logical that you should be puke. Ollie El Fakador and myself will be in attendance to watch the film and meet everyone who comes along, as well as record a live episode of the podcast with your cues and RAs. You make it sound like you don't even want to live. There's time to know. There's a lot of times I don't. 
this won't just be any old screening of Beyond the Mat, no no no, this will be a wrestler-long screening. We want to create the atmosphere of a wrestling show inside the cinema screen. That means that we want you to bring your signs, bring your costumes, and bring your chance. He's got a puke! He's got a puke! It's going to be a lot of fun, and we can't wait to meet you all there. That's November 13th at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Wrestler-long screening of Beyond the Mat, along with a live podcast record of Wrestle Ramble. Tickets are available now from PrinceCharlesCinema.com, but they are going fast. Gave up Wall Street for Wall Street wasn't fun. Wrestling is fun. That's PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Imagine a world. It's a post-WrestleMania world where dreams are possible and Finn Balor has actually been built up as a credible title challenger. That sounds insane. Give me that one. It's a, this is fantasy booking and, you know, smart points. And for extra smart points... Drew McIntyre is the Universal Champion. That doesn't actually play into anything, uh, who the Universal Champion is. It just matters that they're a heel champion right now. But again, smart points. So Finn Balor has been built up as a title challenger and he's going for the Universal title at Backlash. So usually WrestleMania happens and then you get those same matchups for Backlash. Not this year. It's a, it's a whole new era 
you might say. So the superstar shakeups happened, there's been some NXT call-ups, but you know, no undisputed era in sight. Anyway, looks like they've got another year at least in NXT. So Finn looks like he has this match won. He's gone up for the coup de gras, he hits it, the ref is counting, we're gonna have a new Universal Champion, but then the referee gets pulled out and beaten up by someone wearing a hoodie, a hoodie to mask their face, and all of a sudden there's two others in the ring, like wolves, just beating up Balor in the ring, and then a fourth person comes down, also in a hoodie, obscuring their face, cockily walking down with a lead pipe, and he starts sort of directing the beatdown on Balor. This guy is obviously the, the person in charge here, and the spot that they use specifically is getting that lead pipe, and not using it in a club-like manner, but in a sort of pokey, a pokey manner, like how Triple H uses a sledgehammer, but without the hand protecting the most dangerous part of the weapon. And he does this on Finn Balor's shoulder. Remember that torn labrum shoulder injury that he got when he made his debut, and then he had to vacate the Universal title not long after. So Balor's been taken out, he's like really selling his, his shoulder, and then they knock him out with the lead pipe as well. He had the Universal title won there, but then security and ran, random members of the roster, just to give it an element of realism, like these are just fans who have run in here. They run down and they chase off these guys in hoodies, and the guys in hoodies escape through the crowd. Meanwhile, Drew is like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pin this guy. So he gets the pin on Balor. The ref's back in, but he has been beaten up. It's a slow count, but it's not enough. Drew wins and retains. And while Drew's celebrating, and the pay-per-view's going off air, and Balor is in the ring being tended to, like his shoulder is in so much pain. In the crowd, Cole removes his hood. It's Adam Cole, and then Bobby Fish, Carl O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong also reveal themselves underneath the hoods while Balor's being tended to. Now, the next night on Raw, the babyface Raw general manager, doesn't really matter who it is, let's just say it's Kurt Angle, he set up security everywhere, and he cites this heinous attack by a rogue group of NXT wrestlers, Cole, Fish, O'Reilly, and Strong, who are known as the Undisputed Era, and Drew being a heel champion. He's like, well, I'm not going to appear on this show unless there's security in place, because it was really scary for me last night, when, you know, it was Balor who was beaten up, it's just a typical heel move. And throughout the night on commentary, the commentators are recapping the Undisputed Era's attack at Backlash, and they're also going through what they did in NXT, just sort of their accomplishments, and also how they ran roughshod over that promotion too. Now, the main event, again, fantasy booking, indulge me, the current tag champs are a very well-booked babyface Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, and they're feuding with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who are... Or they're bad guys, they're heels, but they're kind of a cool edging Christian style, serious heel team, but they're also doing a lot of comedy. So it's it's that balance I want to strike with those guys. And the main event, that like so that's a feud that's going on. It's Owens versus Rude in the main event. They go about 15 minutes, but then the Undisputed Era attack Chad Gable at ringside. Chad is in Bobby's corner and then attack Bobby in the ring as well. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn 
are mysteriously left alone and they they run away because they're kind of that comedy heel act. Uh, but then Bala hobbles out and he's still selling the shoulder, but the Undisputed Era escape and they're laughing being all cocky. So the next episode of Raw, let's just call it Raw 2 for now for structure's sake, has it's built up around these NXT wrestlers known as Undisputed Era. They will be here tonight live to explain their actions. And when it comes to the time, it's meant to be an in-ring segment, but they don't show up. It's a live feed from another location using that sort of classic Undisputed Era backdrop of steel structures and weird lighting just bouncing off things in the background. And Cole says that he's studied all the debuts of NXT wrestlers over the years to see where they've gone wrong. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were called up and they get a match against John Cena right away. But soon after that, they kind of fade into the, the mid-card. He wouldn't say mid-card though. Samoa Joe was called up as Triple H's bitch. You gotta say a naughty word to get a big pop. Remember that for later on. And then after that, he lost every WWE opportunity he had. And now he's out injured Again, by the way, Samoa Joe's injured right now. Shinsuke Nakamura was called up and he was fighting for SmackDown's top title in months, but he never won the big one. And most of all, Finn Balor, you were called up. And just a few weeks later, you won the Universal title, but you couldn't shoulder the responsibility. You all failed because you were handed those opportunities. You've been handed every single thing you were given and you still failed. But we're not here because we were good boys in NXT. We're not going to get opportunities because we blew smoke up Triple H's ass and took a nice photo of him pointing with us. We don't want your opportunities. We want titles and screw handouts because we're just going to take them. Raw, welcome to the Undisputed Era. And this whole motivation ties into their shock the system mantra. So they're really upheaving the, the status quo in WWE. Later in that night, we've got Sammy and Kevin Owens taking on the Usos for the number one contender slot to Bobby, Roode and Chad Gable's tag team titles because last week was kind of a write-off. So midway through this match, the Undisputed Era attack with lead pipes and Michael Cole screaming, they weren't supposed to be here! And they throw the Usos out and they really focus this attack on Zayn and Owens, who were the guys who were almost spared last week. A bandaged Bala hobbles down with a steel chair, but the Undisputed Era just walk away through the crowd again because Bala can't get down there fast enough. They can just go off at a steady pace. And Bala's shouting at the Undisputed Era. And while he's doing this, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn slowly get to their feet. They've just been beaten down by lead pipes. They're kind of disorientated. And Bala opens himself up to them and says like, guys, we've got a common enemy there. We need to team together and just sort of look out for each other. But Owens and Sammy pause for a moment, almost like they're considering it, and they might turn babyface, but then they just body check Balor on the way out, just give him a bump with their shoulders and walk off anyway, and Balor is alone in the ring. So Raw 3, the third week of Raw, Michael Cole announces that Undisputed Era will be competing in their debut match tonight. But because they said they'd only show up if it's for a title, because they're about titles, not opportunities, anything else isn't worth their time. So given recent weeks and how the tag champs want some revenge, Kurt has booked a tag title match for tonight main event. It's going to be the Undisputed Era versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. 
And later on, there's a backstage segment where Balor approaches Owens and Sammy in the locker room and said, look, we've all been attacked by Undisputed Era now. And you, you know, you walked away from me last week, but we need to look out for each other. If we band together, we can take these guys out. And Owens and Sammy doing their comedy stuff are like, we don't want to be a part of anyone's stupid club. We've got each other. We're Team Kevin and Sammy. That's their actual name. And we don't need anyone else. So the main event is the Undisputed Era versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Adam Cole cuts a promo on Gable and Roode before the match, sort of running down their main roster careers. Hey Gable, you can even keep your tag team with Jason Jordan together because he ran off with his daddy. Ooh, sick burn. And Bobby, you're just an entrance theme and a robe. And you still haven't even got a tag team name. Maybe you should be called the NXT Call-Up Support Group. And they all kind of, you know, do their undisputed era chuckles. But then Rude and Gable hold up the titles and point at those. These say differently, chaps. And then they're, ooh, ooh, you got the better of us there. We're heels, grrr. And the undisputed era huddled to decide their lineup. Of course, it's the Red Dragon lineup of O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. So, Undisputed Era work over the faces for the majority, but after a bit of a face comeback, Cole and Strong distract the ref. This brings down Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn running down to fight them off. This is their revenge plan that they don't need Balor for. There's a ref bump, it turns into a four-on-four brawl, but Sami accidentally halluva kicks Gable. O'Reilly knees Sami over the top rope, and this lets Fish drag the ref over and run him for the pin. It's a slow count, I love those, and it's a title change. Undisputed Era are your new champs. They All four of them scamper up the ramp right away with the titles, laughing, doing their Undisputed Era pose. I hope I'm doing it right. And Gable and Rude are looking dejected, and Owens and Sammy are just like, what did we just do? That was an accident. Oh no, this is the start of a slow face turn for now for KO and Sammy. So the fourth week of Raw, which is the go-home show for that uh, that weekend's Money in the Bank, is Undisputed Era celebrating in the opening segment, and they put over how they won the tag titles in their debut match because they took the titles, not the opportunity. They weren't handed anything. And Kurt walks out and says, hey, you're obviously such good fighting champions. And Strong's there off camera like, <laughs> we are great fighting champions. And there's, uh, Kurt says, well then, You'll be happy to defend the titles in a three-way at Money in the Bank against Gable and Rude and Owens and Sammy this weekend. Oh, Undisputed Era are angry. Money in the Bank, the tag titles match. Earlier in the night, Cole and Strong take out Gable and Rude before the match quite early on in the night with the whole lead pipe thing. That's sort of their weapon of choice. And this means that it's only O'Reilly and Fish defending against Owens and Zayn. It's a normal tag match with Gable and Rude not able to come down even though their entrance music plays. So during the match, it's a good match, goes about 15 minutes. There's a big quadruple down. Fish, O'Reilly, Owens, Zayn, they're all down. And the crowd all get to their feet and do that sort of, hopefully, you know, this is awesome. It's, it's that big quadruple down spot. But then wait, who's who's that hobbling down? It's Chad Gable. He hobbles down the ramp. He gets in the ring. He pins O'Reilly. One, two, kick out. Ah! Oh. He goes over to Fish. One, it's been too long. Kick out there. And they get up and they throw Gable outside because they've had a chance to recover and they further injure Gable's leg on the ring post and you get one of those commentator calls of, I just heard a pop! They get back in for a sequence with Owens and Sammy and Owens and Sammy end up on the outside but Gable struggles back in because he's a hero and a fighter and he throws Fish out but then O'Reilly capitalises on Gable being isolated, 
takes out Chad for the win. This is the cue for Cole and Strong to rush in and beat up Gable afterwards with the lead pipe, and this writes Gable out for injury for the rest of our story. He can come back outside my fantasy booking. Setting up plates. And Owens and Sammy make the save of Gable. It's a babyface turn for Owens and Sammy, but now the numbers start to get the better of them. They're outnumbered, really, four on two with Gable out. But Finn Balor runs out, and they all, the faces, see off the Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era back up the ramp with the titles, but they're angry. And Balor, Sammy, and KO, they all look at each other, and they do the two sweet in the ring, but the Undisputed Era at the top of the ramp, and they do their pose, but they're angrier. And now we get on to the really good stuff. So the night after Money in the Bank, Balor is finally cleared to compete. So he's managed to get a match against Strong in Raw's main event. Uh, of course, Undisputed Era don't fight if it's not for a title match. So Kurt says, I'm angry with you guys. You just wrote out two of my top stars, Gable and Rude. This is fantasy booking. Bear with me. I can make top stars of whoever I want. And because of that, you have to have this match or you'll be stripped of the tag belts. So Balor versus Strong and they've got their respective faction out there for the match. Strong has the Undisputed Era in his corner. Balor has Owens and Zayn. It ends in a no finish with a big brawl, but the Undisputed Era crucially get the better of them because of the numbers game, and they put Balor through the commentary desk. Following week's Raw, Balor, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come down to the ring and they make a challenge against the Undisputed Era for the next pay-per-view, Extreme Rules. And the Undisputed Era come out to the ring and Kyle jokes, hey, if we have to take you on in a four-on-three handicap match, so be it. We're fighting champions. Look how well that worked out for you last week when the numbers game got the better of you all. But then Owens grabs the mic and says, well, you know what? Actually, we've, we've found a rather unlikely ally to make it four-on-four because we were asking around backstage and someone else has taken offence to what you've been saying about all these NXT call-ups and how they've Drop the ball. And as us hanging out with Finn here proves, you don't have to like someone to find a common cause. And actually, this guy doesn't like anyone. In fact, he hates everyone. But lucky for us, he hates you for most of all. Adam Cole's standing there. He does his stupid face like, I don't care who it is. Who could it possibly be? Samoa Joe's entrance music hits. He's been off TV for a few months. He stomps down to the ramp. Cole's face just drops in that great way of his. Joe gets right up in Cole's face. It's a four-on-four stare down. Hopefully the crowd is as into this as like a Shield Wyatt family. This is awesome heat before they even touch. Quick brawl, undisputed era run away up the ramp, holding each other like, oh no, we're so scared. Next week on Raw, Kurt has both teams in the ring for a huge announcement that's been built up and teased throughout the night. So you're like, this is going to be serious. And he gets both teams of men in the ring and he announces, this is the big announcement, that Extreme Rules. And he announces that at Extreme Rules, Undisputed Era's tag titles will be on the line. And the Undisputed Era are going crazy, shouting, Kurt can't do that, it's not even a tag match. And Joe is looking scarily intense and Bala is nodding, smiling like a goofball. And, you know, they're a former team themselves. They won the inaugural Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic of 2015, which Undisputed Era won in 2017. Of course, that didn't turn out too well for Joe and Bala, who split and feuded for months afterwards. Foreshadowing, that's another plate to bring up later. Not in this fantasy booking, but, you know, later on. So while Joe and Bala are looking mean at the Undisputed Era, though, like they can't wait to get their hands on them, Owens and Sammy 
a, just, just sort of turn and talk to each other, have a few words in the ear. And the commentators put over like, oh, I, d I don't know what Owen said to Sammy there. And it sort of implies, without giving anything away, that they're planning something. You know, it's, they've got an ulterior motive all of a sudden. But then Kurt stops all this ruckus and says, oh, so, sorry, I, was, I wasn't done with my big announcement. The Undisputed Era are defending their tag titles at Extreme Rules is only half the big news. Because Extreme Rules isn't called that anymore. The Undisputed Era will defend their titles in two weeks' time in the main event of WWE War Games in a traditional four-on-four War Games match. Cole does this crazy shocked face. The rest of Undisputed Era are furious. Just Joe just attacks them. A brawl starts out and they go off air in chaos. We're on Raw again. It's the go-home show and it's now announced at the top of the show that the pay-per-view is now called WWE War Games Undisputed Era, which is just another way of getting this faction over as much as possible. They've got a pay-per-view named after them. That's NWO levels. And there's video packages throughout the night explaining what War Games is, because it's only been done in NXT, hasn't been done for a long time before that. So to reintroduce this concept to the mainstream audience, you'll have legends talking about how brutal those matches were, how great those matches were, and going over the rules, which are complicated, for the match, which is effectively, there are two rings side by side, a giant cage, is surrounding it all to keep it all contained and people enter one by one so it's kind of like a royal rumble but with teams so you'll have two two people in the ring then one of one team enters and you get two on one two on two three on two and then when everyone's in you go into like beyond time or whatever it's called and the uh, a, a pinfall or a submission wins it so it's just one pinfall after that. It's effectively sudden death. And later in the night, as part of one of these hype packages, Sammy and Kevin Owens are asked backstage about what Balor Club's strategy is going to be this weekend when Kevin Owens stops the interviewer and says, we're not in the Balor Club. We're part of Team Kevin and Sammy with Samoa Joe featuring Finn Balor in a minor role. Because whoever gets the winning pin over Undisputed Era, they'll surely be the new tag champs, right? There's four people in this team. There can only be two new champions. And the main event of Raw as the go-home segment is a steel cage match between O'Reilly and Sami Zayn. And this is mainly used to tease various cage spots for this weekend. And how big, how much bigger as a visual representation this Sunday's match will be as they'll need two rings, an even bigger cage to contain all eight men. And the finish comes when a brawl starts on the outside. Undisputed Era take out Ballard, Joe and Owens and they prize the door open and one of them gets in. But then the faces rally and beat them all up. And then a face gets in. But then a heel gets in. And you play out that staggered entry format. Michael Cole's obviously pointing out, this is exactly what'll happen this Sunday. The numbers of Varnage. The strategy of who goes in first. Robot Michael Cole. And Owens rescues Zane when he's in there, because Zane was in the match. He's been beaten up the longest. And he gets him out of there. Because he's trying to save him, right? But this leaves Balor and Joe to get beaten up in the ring. And it kind of teases that Owens and Zayn might have a plan of their own, but it could also be that Kevin just wanted to help Sammy. Undisputed Era pose in the ring with the tag titles over their heads, over Joe and Balor, and Owens and Sammy look on concerned from the ramp. That's your go-home angle. Here we are, WWE War Games 
undisputed era. It starts off as Bala versus O'Reilly, and then Fish comes out to, to sort of have that O'Reilly-Fish team, and they work over Bala strongly. Bala's main role in this storyline is to get beaten up and sell as a babyface. Then out comes Owens. Initially, he looks like he's not going to help Bala, but then he does, and he equals the odds. Uh, then Strong comes out next to give the heels the advantage. Then out comes Zayn, and Zayn and Owens actually work together really well as a team here and Bala. So it looks like, oh wow, they've, they've really moved past whatever issues they had on Raw. But then here comes Cole. And as he walks down to the ring cockily when it's his turn, he's the last member of Undisputed Era to come down. He just picks up a lead pipe perfectly placed from under the ring. And he gets in the ring and they beat down all the faces. All the faces are down. Undisputed Era are just waiting for Joe now. They're like, come on, it's four on one. The countdown begins. It's Joe's turn to come out. He runs in there and kills everyone. It's a crazy hardcore match that ensues and it all builds up to Bala doing a top of the cage coup de gras on Cole. But Owens catches him when he comes down. Don't worry, Cole's not gonna take that. He rolls out the way. Owens hits him with a super kick as Bala comes down. And as soon as you think that's like, oh, Owens has just sided with Undisputed Era. No, he goes to pin Cole because he wants to win the tag titles in his mind. But Strong breaks up the pin. Fish and O'Reilly double team Owens as sort of the, the receipt for Owens taking a morally bad action. And Cole hits a super kick for the Undisputed Era win. And this can spin off into multiple different tangents. You've got Fish and O'Reilly versus Owens and Sammy for the tag belts. KO versus Bala is in there. Cole versus Bala and eventually Demon Bala over like, you know, you never won the Universal title feud. And you, then you can have a, a three-way between Cole, Bala and Owens. And just in there as well, Strong versus Joe. So it's an interesting uh, wrap-up we can do here because not only is this post-recording, it's post-going live. Yes, and there's already, the votes have already come in a lot of, you know, thousands of people have already voted. Mm -hmm. Probably probably about 10,000 accumulatively on, on both videos. Yeah. Yes. You're, 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 you're winning. I, you're I, winning. Am, I am winning, yeah. And I suppose we can almost exclusively reveal on here that there are, there is a plan in place because a lot of people have said, hey man, you guys are awesome, obviously. But it would be really cool to get El Fakador in on Fancy Booking Warfare 2. And we thought, well, three ways, that that's a lot. Like, maybe that's almost too much. It's bad enough we post up two videos at the same time and ask people to sacrifice nearly an hour's worth of their time to watch us talk to a camera for a bit. So, we're instead going to do it as Winner Stays On. Mm. And maybe we'll have, like, a trophy or something along the lines. It's got to be a belt. Well, yeah, but you want a, you want a, a rubbish trophy, don't you? I think it's funnier with a rubbish trophy because everyone does a belt. Mm. Don't want uh, to be like everyone else, do we? I, I like you. You pitched this a while ago to me, and I just didn't really think about it. But the more I think about it, the more I like it because you're losing this one. There's that, <laughs> and well, you know, I I did want to win. No one wants to lose. No. Because it's your ideas that we spend so much time, like too much time as all 20. I went watching that back. <laughs> when I watched my one back, I was like, good God, I'm bored. Yeah. It's 10 minutes in. It's not even halfway. Yeah. So let's let's talk about yours then. Um, and then we'll talk about the winner oh, stays on aspect too of our in depth. I didn't see. You get so sucked into the idea. You're like, well, I have to really flesh out every single bit. 
And then, but then there's like, I didn't have an editing phase afterwards. Mm. I was like, this is the core idea. The core idea is Undisputed Era come up and they want to take out NXT guys who they feel have had everything handed to them and then not followed up on that. And it culminates in a War Games match. Mm -hmm. That's a strong concept. Yeah. But like, and it's like, it's, it's my fault. It's not people's fault. A lot of people have commented, you've just done Balor Club. And I'm like, well, it isn't Balor Club. It's it's a the joke is it isn't Balor Club. It's just this ragtag bunch of NXT call ups: mm-hmm. Owen, Sammy, Joe, Balor. Yeah, and that's that's their downfall. They can't work together. But they just because I put a few Balor Club jokes in there, that people think it's a Balor Club thing, and that yeah. So that's my fault for getting doing such a stupidly fleshed out story. Yeah. Like, like one example, just just one of many. Why did I throw in so much about Drew McIntyre? <laughs> he was not he's not even like you know there has to be security round round raw after the undisputed era attack because Drew McIntyre's the heel champion and he doesn't want to get it has no bearing on the story. All you need to know is it was a heel champion. Yeah. Oh, and I but like I went too far into the structure of matches. I'm disappointed with myself. I think you went, yeah, you went a bit too in-depth on things. It's 23 minutes. It's a very long uh, video slash segment of this podcast. And I remember when we had, like, it was a 15-minute time limit is what we sort of, like, yeah. tried to get ourselves down to. You went nearly 10 minutes longer than that 15-minute that time limit. Yeah, it's similar because that one was the British Strong Style debut. Yes. And again, I just went too, too deep into it. But that's kind of what people like about yours is that you do go very in-depth on things. But sometimes I feel it is to your detriment. Yes, I think it's like the WrestleTalk News. That is, an, that is lean. That is a lean show. <laughs> yes. And this one. And Wrestle Rambles, the bloated mess. <laughs> and I feel yeah. like I haven't struck the balance between the two on Fantasy Booking Warfare this month. Round. I did like um, Balor getting in there, though, and Joe. And I like that you tied together this sort of like Balor and Joe. They were, you know, the winners of the Dusty Tag Team Classic and the, the Samian kevin stuff in there as well my favorite moment of your writing of fantasy book in warfare though is when you just turned to me and said like you know when you just do something and then there's almost no way out of it and i went yeah and he was like somehow chad gable and bobby Roode have wormed their way into this yeah. and, I, and, and i don't want them here oh that was yeah like that, again that's an example of just like okay i need babyface tag team champions uh oh, it'd be good if chad gable and bobby Roode were that because they're also nxt called ups and they've also kind of fluff stuff on the main roster and then yeah i just ended up riding loads of chad gable spots yeah oh so let's talk about yours what do you i mean where where do you think you excelled uh well okay so i had various avenues that i wanted to go down to uh originally i was going to do it as um the undisputed era recruiting new members um but specifically targeting former roh guys but like across brands like i wanted to do it as like an across brand thing um uh, so that was kind of like my main idea. Then I was going to base it just around the Unspeed Era versus Kevin and Sammy, particularly playing off the fact that they don't really, you know, they are best friends, but are they really best friends? Lots of backstabbing, so on and so forth. And they're also former ROH guys. You could kind of tie into all of that. But then I thought about the video that you and I did of like Shawn Michaels' return matches and who mm. we would rather see him face against. And I thought, well, maybe that's. Like, my biggest issue I've got with this DX reunion has just been that it was it was for now. 
Like, it wasn't there to make a star out of anyone else. And really, that's what these old lads should be doing now, is making stars out of younger guys. So I thought, I'll go down that angle, and I was, I'll build it off the Brothers of Destruction and DX. And I thought, well, actually, that's a concept's cool enough as it is. DX and the Brothers of Destruction teaming up together to take on this new force. That's very cool. Problem was, we only had two weeks to book from Raw, from like Crown Jewel to Survivor Series. So I only had like two weeks of TV time to build to that. And then after that, I didn't really want to have the Brothers of Destruction factored into it because I wanted to build it around DX versus Undisputed Era. But I would say, and I've had a lot of feedback on this, is that I did not book Undisputed Era's main roster call-up. I booked Adam Cole's main roster mm. call-up, which also happened to feature the Undisputed Era. Yeah, it's difficult because I felt like I didn't really give any single member of the faction a personality. Mm. They were just a block of Undisputed Era. Yeah. And I would have preferred to have done it a bit more. You know, maybe maybe not focused on Chad Gable as much <laughs> and fleshed out Carlo Riley being awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh we had a lot a lot of time off because of the studio move and everything. It's been like two, three months since yeah. we last done an FB FB dub. So I, I, I hopefully this was just Dusting it off was dusting off. It, yeah. was, it was stretching out again. Yeah, because some people got in touch to be like, you have disrespected your own concept because you didn't try. You didn't try hard <laughs> we enough. We tried on, too hard. Yeah, in some cases we might have tried too hard. Um, but yeah, it was just we needed to like dust off the cobwebs a little bit. It's a new format too. Yeah. Which was weird was not weird. having you next to me. Mm. Yeah, and like reactions. Like So yeah. when we were recording it, peeling back the curtain if you've seen the youtube version it looks a bit different it looks like an andy peters show from the the mid 90s <laughs> um but the other person who is present who is not presenting is was off camera operating the auto um the the prompter for us to read off so i could sort of see your reactions while i was doing it and if you would pop i was like okay i'm onto something with this and then there'd be times when you weren't reacting at all and i was like oh, i'm losing this because like my, the second half of mine with all the Shawn Michaels stuff, I wrote that quite rushed. And I was like, I mean, I know I need to get to a Shawn Michaels-Adam Cole WrestleMania match, but I don't really know how I'm getting there. Promo. And I'll just do it as a promo segment, and we'll just do that. And, and then it's sort of, that spawned back, and I then just booked backwards. Mm. And I was like, well, why would that happen? Oh, let's do Undisputed Era versus DX at Elimination Chamber. Let's do Adam Cole in the Rumble. Well, it looks like you're going to be in the next one with Winner Stays On. Yes. It's going to be you versus Laurie in December, the one time a year when Luke's go head-to-head <laughs> in direct competition. Luke's? You're fake Luke. Oh, of course, yes. I've Maybe got... that's what should be up for grabs, <laughs> the name Luke Owen. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so Laurie and I... How will... confusing would that be? So, <laughs> we can't officially reveal a winner yet because, I mean, there's still time. You might make a sterling comeback today. Yeah, maybe. But uh, we'll, it'll be in some When I'm losing on my own video... <laughs> when my, you, you were winning on it and I checked it yesterday no my, the poll is like 45% me 55% you oh okay and, and I'm like way ahead on my video and those are the Ollie diehards <laughs> those are the Davis diehards your video got more views as well yeah yeah I yeah that's, I'm, the, I'm the headliner <laughs> <laughs> but yeah hopefully I, I, felt, I feel a bit factioned out as well I feel mm. like sometimes there's only so many fact, I, I don't know it was just 
We overthought this one. I think we overthought it as well. But if you want to suggest your topics for Fantasy Booking Warfare for December, all you've got to do is become a $25 and above pledge hammer, and you can make your suggestions on the Patreon page, and then we're going to put those to a poll. Might even do that in the next couple of weeks, maybe even next week, so we can get started on that, and me and Laurie can get prepped for when we do December's Fantasy Booking Warfare in the very busy December when we've got to all of our Christmas videos mm-hmm. as well. So maybe we'll do it very early. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you thought of Fantasy Booking Warfare by emailing Luke at WrestleTalk.com. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. I never really say that, but I thought I would do this time. Uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. Love you. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.